everyone it is friday i love fridays have you ever thought about buying a one-way ticket to mars well that might be a possibility in the near near future i'm amy and filling in for jamie is josh and we're coming to you live from the acu of texas studios joshua would you buy a one-way ticket to mars oh yeah of course really yeah no be. i couldn't Tell everybody who Josh is. Oh, Josh, every, everyone. He told me not to tell everyone, but Josh is my lovely husband who's filling in for Jamie, and he's thrilled to be here. Husband of the year. Husband of the year, yes. I told, uh, I told uh, Josh uh, that what happened when my wife and I, she filled in for my co-host years ago, and how that ended with her having to suck on my big toe. Ew, I know he was like, we're gonna have to do that. And for a bit. <laughs> that's not That's not happening. I spent a good hour <laughs> trying to convince her to do that with Dude, me. Dude, she was so against it. She's like, I'm not doing that. It's not happening, so no one has to worry about it. I couldn't live on, on, on Mars. I like the idea of going to another planet and living and being able to do that. But I don't, myself knowing me, I have to have trees and something to look at and my starbucks has to be nearby i couldn't do it but blue origins just launched their space rocket ship on the 18th called space mobile <laughs> that's what i called it earlier called new shepherd and they launched it to the edge of space which is how far 74 miles 72 miles all right suppose you don't know blue origins is the uh competitor for spacex spacex is like a household name but blue origins is the amazon version of it so jeff bezos actually puts in like a billion dollars from amazon into it every year and uh so they've been around two years longer than spacex has and they just launched a rocket that can go to the edge of space and come back and be reusable so so the idea is one day you'll be able to go into a pod, go up into the the edge of space, be able to free float for a little bit, and then come back. And that would I would do that. It. That would be really cool. That's something I could handle. I couldn't buy a one way ticket to a planet and not be able to see other people like my family or you or whatever because they're only doing four four people at a time and they're only sending new people every two years. All right, so what if it was you, me, and our dog? Oh, our dogs. That's so sweet. No, I couldn't do it. I mean, like, no. I, no. I, have, I can't just talk to four people. I have to interact with other people throughout the day. It's not just something that I could be like, hey, I'm only going to talk to these four people and have the same conversation every day, not see any trees It wouldn't or be anything. the same conversation. It would be, the, it would be totally new. Everything would be new. I mean, you'd be, you would be building a city with those four people. Would I, though? I mean... Yeah, I mean, what do you no. think? You're not going to be sitting around watching TV. I know. See, there's another thing. I'm not going to have TV to watch, and all my shows are on. I mean, you know, all my shows are coming on this fall. I can't not do that. I interestingly have to have enough, that. They're, they're going to fund Blue Origins through TV. They're, they're, they were saying when, when Buzz Aldrin first landed on the moon the entire world put on their TV to watch this stuff. So the idea is when people go to Mars, it's inherently interesting. So everyone right. will be interested in what's going on, seeing, it, it's like how people watch Naked and Afraid. They, they wanna see what is it like to be in this new place by yourself. And so if the whole world was watching this, you can make a TV show out of it and the, the funding that would come from that would be pretty significant. So that was it. I would watch that, just like I watch Naked and Afraid. I don't wanna be on it. 
Yeah, but I but the idea is still. I could not be on still... naked and afraid. I would last like maybe, maybe three days, maybe. What about a Mars reality show? Like, if you, you, you wouldn't be doing the same thing. You'd be like Jersey Shore in it on Mars. <laughs> Jersey Shore in it, really? You'd have to send like three other crazy people up there with me to make that happen. I don't, I mean, I don't, I think it's a great idea and I think it's something great to strive for to go and live on Mars. And I know that there's a ton of people that have, you know, signed up to do it. And I think you were saying the ticket is somewhere between like $200,000 just to try it. Starting off, that's what they say, yeah. Right. And I know that they're also uh, just got funding from, Phoenix Enterprises or Enterprise, sorry, Enterprise to go and start their round three that they've already selected people and they're already putting them through training. And now they're going to send them to like a desert area and watch them kind of live and how they can adapt and do things like that, which I think is really cool. And that's what Mars One is doing right now. Me personally, no, I could not. I could not buy a one way ticket to Mars. It's that one way I get, if I knew that there was a, I could come home at some point, then maybe. But the fact that it's a one-way ticket, I can't. There's no returning for me. I'm literally going to help build a community and city there. It's that mindset for me that I just can't, I can't push myself to do that. That's not a, a concept I can do. Let's say, let's say there's already a developed civilization there, and and there's a, there's there's the Martian city of people. Would you go? Would you go then? There's like a million people there. Like a and dogs and dogs. Oh, and there's cats. dogs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's animals, but it's the it's the idea of something new, which most people are afraid, right? Most people are afraid of trying new things and doing that. Well, this is a new planet. This is completely re rebuilding everything new on that planet and kind of establishing that that planet. And I don't. I'm one of those people that lives in the fear of trying new things and going out of my comfort zone out of my bubble which I've talked about my bubble a lot on here I don't go out of my bubble you try very hard to get me to go out of it and I don't so um I for me it's an it's a hard no I I just wouldn't be able to do that and get in the mindset of like oh it's okay I don't have to return I don't have to see my family again I don't I can talk to these four people and work really hard to reestablish this community and I think at the end of the day or my life I'd be like, oh, I helped establish Mars where people could live on it. That would be cool if I could say that. But realistically, that's not me at all. No. No. Could you, like you in a heartbeat, like if you had $200,000 in a heartbeat, you could just go. You could well, leave everything and go. It's interesting because I, I didn't, you know, you pay $200,000, you buy the ticket and go. It's not like there's a job you can get when you go there, right? That's that's it. You pay two hundred thousand dollars and you're retired. You're retired on Mars. You get no, to no. Just... You you're not retired. You have to go and establish that community and help build it and make it where other people can come. Like it's you're not retired. You're going for hard labor. That's fun though. I mean, no, it's not hard labor. It's space labor. Gravity is a little bit less on Mars, so you know, you you lift something that's not as heavy. So it's you could probably build things with your bare hands if you really think about it. No. I, I don't know. That that thought doesn't cross my mind. With my bare hands, it doesn't. No. <laughs> no, I don't know where you got that. But it reminds me of the movie, I'm pretty sure it's called The Martian, that has Matt Damon in it. And it's based off of a book where he goes to Mars, and they're you know exploring Mars and stuff, and then he gets left there. And so he builds this whole pretty much like establishment on Mars, and they come and finally get him. 
but he does all that, grows her plants and stuff like that. So when we were watching the Mars One trailer that you showed me last night, it reminded me of that movie. So they pretty much just took the concept of that book and are trying to make it a reality, which is awesome. Not for me. No, another another interesting. It's funny you mention that. There's a show called uh, I can't even remember what it's called now. The but Expanse. The Expanse. Yeah, they. It's it's set in a place where they've fully colonized space to its farthest to like the asteroid belt past that, and so they have they have colonies on the asteroid belt. They have colonies on planets, and they have ships that are fully sustainable. And there's a there's like a space. It's like the United Nations for space, and they still come across all the same humanitarian problems we have here on Earth. You know, they're still fighting over resources. They're still fighting over things. And so I think one of the reasons people want to go to space is to escape all the whatever they think is nonsense here on Earth, right? Like the human human problem. And so they think if you go to Mars, you can start something new and get away from all that. But really, I don't think, I don't think you can. I think that would be the outcome. You know, we'd colonize space. A few hundred years would go by. And then we'd be fighting over resources. We'd, we'd have a war here and on Earth, and we'd be like, well, maybe we should stop sending them some oxygen so they can get back to work or something. And I think, I think it's the human problem involved. It's not, it's not Earth that's so, the problem. Okay, well, that makes my mind go to, do you ever think, you've seen Star Trek. You've watched it with me. Mm -hmm. You've seen Star Wars. You've seen all that with me. So do you ever feel like something like that could eventually become reality? Do you think something like that? Like, do you think spaceships can, like, travel like they do in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Trek, and stuff like that? And, like, you're just, wow, you had, like, another planet, and they're all Trek. habitat. Yeah. Not track. Trek. Yes. Star Trek. It's a common woman mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I was Thank just showing you. them my, my uh, Spock wallet. Nice, nice. No, so I, I, think, I think the idea of space travel is easy to show but I mean what they're doing in space tr in Star Trek is they're they're traveling at light speed right, right? and so it, when you travel at light speed you you basically turn into uh, spaghetti you you you're, you're, you're <laughs> every okay. every cell in your body will separate and right. you will in, 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 in as soon as you hit light speed so so really I don't think there's there's no technology that can overcome this and so I think realistically human beings with our Short lifespans can't really travel past our solar system. You don't think there's a loophole? There's no like loophole that we can figure out that we can travel at light speed and make that. Because if it was like Star Wars, that would be awesome. I would totally be down. I would go. I would love it. No, I, I think that if there's a loophole, it's way beyond anything that we can achieve. I think I think you would need to be able to make make a sun, right? Like let's say we want to go make a sun. And create our own solar system. We can't do that. We don't have enough. We are millions of years from being able to do that. And yeah, light speed travels in the same boat. It's not. It's not possible. Well, that just ruins my day. It does. You just crushed my dream right there. So the the moral of the story is you're stuck here on Earth. So so make the best of it, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, you, you only have it. one life. It's kind of like that whole YOLO thing. You only have one life. So you got to make the best of it either way. And one Earth. <laughs> and one earth good and evil wage an all-out war over a piece of jewelry find out what movie just signed a deal for tv coming up this is take two, take two. with jamie and amy their names rhyme how cute
What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs, lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier, enjoy the view. Drink responsibly. Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Coastal Shade Company is the Houston and Gulf Coast leader in outdoor shade coverings, from palapas to pergolas, pavilions, and more. Looking for an outdoor kitchen or fireplace? No one will provide you greater value than Coastal Shade Company. Contact us today at 832-917-7672 or visit us online at CoastalShadeCo.com. Lamont Brands is a veteran-owned business serving the Houston Clear Lake area and beyond. Their in-house capabilities include screen printing, embroidery, rhinestones, heat press transfers and thermal flex design, as well as e-commerce solutions and on-site fulfillment. If you're looking to brand your business through custom apparel and or promotional products, Lamont Brands should be your first and only call. Lamont Brands is located at 920 Gemini in Houston. Give them a call at 281-286-7553 or visit them online at lamontbrands.com. Back to Jamie and Amy. Take two. Live from the ACU of Texas Studios on Final Draft Radio. So, Joshua, do you want to announce who has a TV series? This is your favorite one. So this follows up to possibly the greatest movie series of all time, which is uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, for those of you who don't know. So they Amazon actually recently acquired a deal to where they're going to make a, a five-season TV series about uh, something related to Lord of the Rings. They, they have a uh, contract with Tolkien Publishers, Publishing House, and so they're going to have a lot of the original story writing in there and it's interesting to see so yeah it's exciting i'm super excited i think this is going to be better than game of thrones that they have a what no okay no game of thrones is the most amazing show on tv to date no it it, yeah but it's gonna just no lord of rings is not gonna overthrow that that is like don't be messing with my game of thrones show that and american horror story are my shows you cannot talk bad about them. They're amazing. Well, Lord of the Rings has so much context. I mean, there was a book, then there was a movie, and now if there's a TV show, there's so much. That you already understand the, the place of Middle Earth, 
right? You know about orcs and dwarves and elves and hobbits and men just fighting. And so with the TV show, you have endless possibilities on what, what they could talk what is about. The, what, but what are some of the you know, plot lines that they're going to do? I mean, five seasons is a lot to already have be no signed idea. on for. I, I had some recommendations in case in case they're actually listening. But uh, what, one thing I would like to see is the first time Gan- so Gandalf is seven thousand years old. He's been around a long time. So I, I wanted would, to name my dog Gandalf. You wouldn't let me do that. One, we need a big dog. Anyway, Gandalf <laughs> meeting the Hobbit for the first time, and then they get together and they smoke that pipe weed. I think that would be a fantastic like introduction into this TV series and Gandalf meets men and learns to be a wizard what do you think no no (laughs) no no i am not i like the lord of the rings and i know i'm about to get a lot of a lot of crap here i like the lord of the rings did not like the hobbit i felt like the lord of the rings was enough for me i didn't need the hobbit but i think they they closed it for me where i don't want to watch a tv series about it that's not an interesting point for me I'm more about if they're going to do, you know, I'd like to see one of the elves, that kind of story on how they got involved and how they crossed over and did something like that. More background on that I would like and more background on Gandalf. I would love to know those. But other than that, I'm not really like I want to do it all before they became evil and stuff. Like I know that that's semi like the I Hobbit. cried whenever Sam carried Frodo up the mountain. Uh, that was I the greatest tears part. in my eyes. Really? Yeah, that was possibly the greatest moment. In the movie, yeah, one of them, one of the many. Hmm. Well, I didn't cry, but yeah, I don't know. I'm more of a Star Wars and that kind of scene, like more myth, like mythical and stuff with like creatures. I like their action scenes. I'm an action person. I like their action scenes, but I wouldn't want to see that in like a TV series with cliffhangers and stuff. That wouldn't be my go-to thing yeah i think the reason why lord of the rings was so successful in my opinion is because they incorporated so much so much european mythology from all over the world they did which is pretty awesome and it it is very good with the books which i like too Mm -hmm. granted i only read one but so there's science fiction which is all about the future and then there's game of thrones which is it, it has relatively new concepts in it and uh i love it it has dragons though and it has I can relate to all of those characters in some form of another. It pulls on my heartstrings in some way of another. And I love that. And it like taps into my emotions. And I just, oh, I can't handle it. Game of Thrones is my show. I can't handle that. Like, no, Lord of the Rings, the show, is going to have a bigger budget. It's actually the biggest budget for a TV is. series it's in actually, history. It's, what is it? It's like a billion dollars. It's a billion dollars, yeah. That's insane. For that, five right seasons. Right there. That, that's why it's, it better be good. It'll probably be better than Game of Thrones because it's... it's no. But no. We'll see. We'll see. I, I had I had another suggestion for uh, for a plot line. Tell me what you think. I think the creation of those rings of power when when Saruman tries to yes, sell that, them off to the elves. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I would like something like that. But I'm but then you couldn't carry that on for five seasons. I, well, I imagine, like you gotta kinda wrap it up. You can't just carry it on and be like, oh yay. Rings of power, like you can't do that. Okay, that okay, just it won't be boring. that fast. It'll it'll start off as like a pyramid scheme, right? He'll make one ring for one guy, and he'll be like, you can you can have this power and get more elves under you, and then they all become greedy and start fighting amongst themselves and transition. You could have a whole season about that drama. Yeah, I mean you could, 
But I don't see where... I don't know. I just think five seasons is a really long time. I feel like they're either... It's going to be dragged out unless it's done really good. No. Game of Thrones is done amazing. Don't be hating on Game of Thrones. All right. Maybe this plot line You're will be better. Hater. Aragon. Aragon. The most badass of them all. Second mm. to, to Gandalf. Him and Gandalf and their adventures through, through Mordor. That would be cool. I would like that. What kind of adventures do you think that they would have? Oh, all like, kinds. Like, give me a whole kind of, like, plot, man. So like, Gandalf is, like, the laid-back, sarcastic, kind of sly kind of yeah. personality. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm kind of like Gandalf. And Aragorn is, is he, he comes across as, like, a rule-breaking kind of guy, but at the end of the day, he, he sticks by, he plays by the book just because of the way he was, he was raised by a king. And so it's interesting to see how he develops you know, fighting battles and just, just being a badass. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a warrior. So which one is Aragon? Aragon is the, uh, the one. So there's the, there's the elf that has the bow and arrow. Oh, yeah, right? the blondie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He, he would be a cool, cool person to Is this the, the black-haired, shaggy guy? Yeah, black-haired, uh, shaggy guy. Yeah, he's That's cute. That's Aragon. He's cute. They have to get the same actor. He's cute. Yeah. I do like him. But there is talks of the original Gandalf, who has expressed interest... And playing him for the TV series. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah, he said he's not too old. Gandalf's, Gandalf's on about 7,000 years old, so he's, he said he's not too old to Can play the part. Can you imagine if you lived to be 7,000 years old? Like, what kind of stories would you have? Like, that's where my mind goes. If you're like 7,000 years old, you've seen some awesome stuff. You have amazing stories. Like, what kind of stories do you think Gandalf has? That, I mean, that, it, he turned that, into a wizard. He, he's, he's mastered everything yeah but when you say wizard i think of harry potter and i know i'm gonna get crap for that too but that's that's where my mind goes because i mean i grew up on harry potter and i love that harry potter should have a damn tv series that would be awesome no harry potter has gone on far too long far too long no Mm -mm. no we need to go to their theme park but can imagine imagine gandalf like in his 20s like you know when, what do you think he's he still was like, like in his 20s? He's got black hair and he's a little suave. Why do you think he had black hair? Because he's 20. He's got white. What? Why does he have to have black hair? Because you have black hair? Yeah, Are you? Oh, because you're. He hasn't aged oh, yet. Okay, so no you're wrinkles. saying you're Gandalf, the young version. He doesn't need that, a staff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. I'm getting there. Really? Yeah. Mm, I don't see that. I'm sorry. I don't get the black hair. I was thinking like blonde because it's so pretty white. I was well, thinking yeah. blonde. I, I wasn't going with black. I'm sorry. Whatever color it is before it was gray. Like who knows? Could be black. Could be blonde. But you know, he's a suave young man just hitting on the ladies, and then one day he's like, he's <laughs> he's like he hits he hits like a hundred years old, and he just can't <laughs> handle it anymore. He's like, man, all these all these women are just why a hundred? If he's seven thousand years old, a hundred is like him in his twenties, like his prime. If he ages the same way, I imagine he ages <laughs> up to like a hundred. And then he kind of just stays the same. Not not that he slowly ages over seven thousand years. I imagine he has to live the majority of his life as an old man. Really? Mm-hmm. Because he, <laughs> he has to become a wizard first, and the then he can get immortal. Like you know what I mean? He can't. He isn't just born immortal. He was born, and then he he went to wizard school and learned how to be immortal. He went to Hogwarts and learned. No, no. <laughs> Hogwarts was a knockoff. What? No. So when is this TV series supposed to come out? So they're starting production in 2019 is what they what they say. So 
they in November. November 2019, correct. Yeah. So the show they they're saying it possibly coming out mid 2022. Oh. But they want to see it come out in 2021. I think that's what they're pushing for. Oh, that's their goal. It's yeah. good to have goals. So this really surprised me when you read this article to me and you read this specific part. Peter Jackson is not involved at all. At all. With this TV series. That's disappointing for me. It's disappointing, but at the same time, it gives it a whole new flavor of, of the storyline. So instead of really incorporating Peter Jackson, they're incorporating the Tolkien production house. So the original, now Tolkien's, Tolkien's dead and gone, but his production house is going to be a source of, you know, he's going to stay closer to the books. And he's not writing, he's not, they're not making a movie based on a book. So really, they can either make the show based on something before The Hobbit or after The Hobbit. And that's all they got. And so it, it'll, it won't be, it'll be spinoffs from the book. I don't know. I mean, I just don't have... I don't, I don't, I don't see where it's gonna be. I think the TV series, for you know, like one or two seasons, is great. I think five is just so long to do that, and the fact that Peter Jackson isn't involved, so it's gonna be something completely different than the movies that you've seen, or you know, and it is more with the books. I think it's just gonna set a different tone, which I understand is the point of doing it at the same time. But I'm one of those that needs to be similar enough where I understand and things like that. If not, if it's like completely Rogue One, like the Star Wars, I don't I don't like that. There's it nothing you could add way. to the movie. It was everything it needed. That's and what I'm some. saying. So why start a TV series? The movies, you know, completed it. It was done. Then they did The Hobbit because they had such success with Lord of the Rings. So they did The Hobbit. And then that one, you know, for well, me, it was a letdown was that one. The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit was just the story of, of, of elves and men and dwarves and wizards taking, taking the ring to, to destroy it. And there's so much else that could be happening, right? The movie starts off as Gandalf being old. It starts off with, with Frodo and, you know, like, they, they're all... Okay. It, but there's so much more history that happens before all of them, you know? And I think it would be now that now that the the stage has been set in Middle Earth, it would be a fantastic show. I think I really think it'll be better than Game of Thrones. I do. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick to I'm it. I'm gonna lock you out of the house tonight because that's just now a Game of Thrones was really say. good. To date, it's the best TV show I think. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh yeah, that so, and American Horror Story. American Horror Story to me is an amazing TV series because it's different every season. And they don't go together. The first time that they're going to go together is the new one that's coming out, which is American Horror Story Apocalypse. And they're taking that back to the first season, which was by far the best season. And they're going to explain what happened with that baby. I like shows like that that are different and stuff like that. And Game of Thrones is like that and pulls on your emotional strings and stuff like that. And it makes me feel like I live in that time period. And I'm fighting the battle against the dragons. And I'm like, oh, this happened. And who slept with who? And I'm like, oh, it's like a gossip show for me. And I love it. And American Horror Story is like that. I like shows like that. And so this Lord of the Rings one for me, I like it better in movies. Because they were long-ass movies. Let's be honest. They were. Like all good movies are. No, no, no. There's some long movies, and you're just like, oh, why is this so long? Like, Titanic was too long of a movie. It was. It was. But it was still a good movie. The best long movie is Avatar, and I will stand firm in that. That is the best long-term long movie ever, which they're coming out with another one. Nice. Yeah, that would be exciting. I love that. But 
No, I mean, I don't know. I think I would rather see like a Harry Potter TV series, not a Twilight t- TV series. That's just frivolous. But the movie series did did Harry Potter justice. There isn't much side stories you can tell to Harry Potter. He's the star of the show. and I want to know the story of his kid because they leave it at that. He's, his kid is going off to... Hogwarts and you know Harry's now a professor at Hogwarts and I totally want to know what happens with his kids I want to continue this story tell me let me know it's just a repeat that's what it is it's not a repeat he's not gonna have the same experiences that his dad had you can't repeat Lord of the Rings it was just a once in a in a it's literally a huge battle that takes place all the way until they get to where they need to be they just sit there and battle each other with like these creature things yeah because there's one badass creature guy and he fights you know, the other badass guy, and it's just like a big oh, thing. That Battle. would be another great side plot, the history of Saruman, how he became bad. Because him and him and Gandalf were friends at one point. Is that oh. he's the he's the bad wizard, the evil wizard. He makes the he made the orcs and the Man, he's just those so horsemen he's so and all that. Yeah. That's why he's evil. Yeah. So most evil people are smooth. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> no. I don't I don't see that. I just I don't know. It doesn't for me in my mind when I think of these whole you know mythical stories and creatures and stuff, it doesn't go on for seasons. If I was going to do that, then it would have to be you know it have to be about it have to blend in all of the different characters and show their background story. Why they're why are they doing what they're doing? How you know where they created that way? Their mind was warped. Whatever. No, Game of Thrones has how many seasons? <clears throat> Seven or eight, right? I think, isn't it coming out with nine? Yeah, I think they're about to come up with their nine seasons. And they're going to so. be like movies. Oh, I'm so excited. So that's what I'm saying. A long season, it's good. You need to have that many seasons sometimes if the story is that good. And and remember... And but they've carried it on nicely. It's very well done. Why don't you think Lord of the Rings would be any better? I don't know. I don't know. It I was voted it, one of the greatest book series of all time. Really? I, I don't remember when. That, I think it was in the... in. Have you read them? No, I was never quite the reader. I'm I'm a, a listener actually. Oh, you're an audiobook person. Well, audiobook person, yeah. I guess. Is there a key to happiness? If so, where does it come from? Before Josh says anything, I am his key to happiness and he knows better than to say that I'm not. <laughs> what does it mean to you? Let's talk about it next. Get in the conversation and talk with Jamie and Amy on Facebook at Take Two. That's Take T-W-O on Facebook. Make plans for the 38th Annual Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th, 27th, and 28th in Clute, Texas. Enjoy three fun-filled days of live music, food, and family fun. On Friday night, see the Spasmatics with MCA recording artist David Nail. On Saturday, start the party off right with New Orleans' favorites, Bag of Donuts, and finish the night with Texas' favorite, Kevin Fowler. For more information and a complete schedule of events, go to mosquitofestival.com. It's the Great Texas Mosquito Festival, July 26th through 28th. Sponsored in part by Clute Parks and Recreation and Bud Light. When was the last time you went to the dentist? One year? Three years? More? Most of us get so busy that we don't go to the dentist like we should. Well, maybe it's because you're not going to the right dentist. Call Dr. Teakin and his staff at Teakin Smiles right here in Link City, 281-334-4944, or go online to TeakinSmiles.com, because seeing your dentist shouldn't be a pain. 
Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in League City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. Elite Care 24-Hour Emergency Room in League City offers all of the services found at a traditional hospital emergency room, but adds very short wait times, a clean and comfortable location, and outstanding service. The goal? For you to see an emergency room physician within 10 minutes of your visit and to provide you with the best, most comfortable experience while you're with them. Elite Care 24-Hour is located at 2530 Gulf Freeway in League City. Call 281-337-7500. Back to Jamie and Amy, take two. Live from the ACU of Texas Studios on Vinyl Draft Radio. Welcome back. So Joshua, the pursuit of happiness. I know I'm the key to your happiness, so we can just... Some days more than others. No, I'm the key to your happiness all the time. I like to think so, and we're not debating that at all. Anyway, so what do you think makes people happy? Ooh. Oh. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. Feeling good. This makes me happy. You know what my key to happiness is? What's that? I like laughing throughout the day. If I laugh at least once or twice a day, I feel like I have a more a more efficient and a better day, honestly. That's true. That's true. And I like I like that. Laughing so, is very contagious. Yeah, but I think it's different when you have like a a genuine laugh and it's not like a fake laugh or you know anything like that and it's just you're laughing because something's funny, it puts you in a better mood. So you cannot have a bad day if you've laughed throughout the day like if you're having a bad day i recommend you watch something funny and laugh because for that makes me happy throughout the day and it puts me in a better mood now it can shift my mood if i'm laughing and then something happens yes but i mean i think the the key to happiness is you have to be happy with with yourself and content with who you are that yeah. makes me i mean i have to wake up every day and in my mind i tell myself i'm amazing that's why on facebook it says i'm the bomb diggity bomb because i am do you think Straight that up. that'll add to long-term happiness? Do you think doing that will make you happy? Maybe like in the long term, you think that'll just overall make you a happy person? Laughing mm-hmm. once a day. I, I mean, it, I feel like laughing will make you happy today. What, do, what do you? What is your idea of key to happiness? What do you think it is? So happiness is a funny thing. I I, I think there's a bridge between what's inside and what's outside, and I think the way that you view the world around you is where your happiness comes from, right? So if you have if, if you're unaware of your own, let's say, let's, let me give you an example. So if you're stuck in traffic, right, and you, someone cuts you off, you, you, 
you can't help but feel a little annoyed, right? Whether whether you're really annoyed or less annoyed, you you feel kind of like, man, that sucks. Yeah. Now, why is that? It's not something that you can consciously say, oh, well, I didn't want to make that. I didn't want that to I make me happy. I think it's just because it's rude. I don't like being cut off. But then at the same time, you know, you've brought it to my attention when I do it, and when I do it, it's spreading that whole thing off. But I don't, I don't, I can't take rudeness. If like morally for me it's wrong and it's rude or whatever, and I take it that way, that irritates me and if it continuously happens and it just really sets me over the edge yeah you know laughter is contagious but so is being an asshole that's also contagious so so i think being happy is being aware of not only your own feelings but just the world and how it affects your feelings so it, with with the example you know you're stuck in traffic you someone cuts you off you feel a little pissed off and if you stop and think focus on your feelings instead of the other person, you you break that link between like being stuck on distracted by the other person, right? When you focus on yourself, all of a sudden you're in control a little bit, right? You can say, oh, this is yeah. Not I mean, a big I would deal. agree with that. I think happiness is definitely a mindset thing, but I also think surrounding yourself with with happiness. Like for me, I work better when I listen to music, and it puts me in a better mood if I listen to heavy music or music I can dance to or things like that that have good messages, those put me in a good mood, right? And I know that happiness and a good mood, they correlate. But for me, my key to happiness is being surrounded by people that I love and people that are happy. Because happiness for me is contagious and I feed off of other people's energy. So if someone else is having a bad day or is in a bad mood and I'm, I'm, I'm around them like that, I've been, I feel like that. Like I, I feel feel and feed off of other people's energy so like if you're quiet or somber like I always think something's wrong with you because you just don't talk because you're just because I'm a man (laughs) no you're extremely introvert let's be real and so I feed off of that so then it puts me it makes me feel sad right and so for me it's other people is my key to happiness because I feed off of their energy now I can create my own and be happy and bubbly and you know my normal self but that doesn't work for everybody. It works for me. But you're not always in control of who you're surrounded with, right? Like there's right. there's some so then, assholes but, out there that you just show right. up in your so life. So that's when the mindset comes in and you have to choose every day. I feel like you choose every day to be happy and have a good day. And your outlook on your day, I think, yeah. is what's important for me. Now, there's some days I come home and I'm just like, screw this. Like I've had an awful day. I just want to have a glass of wine, take a bath and relax. There are days that I have that. I am not just this like cheerleader in my mind. That doesn't happen. I no, think that's what I want to get out of. That's what I want to get out of. I don't, I don't think you can have a 100% happy life where things are always happy go lucky. I think, I think no. to be happy, you have to feel a little bit of sadness first, but I, I think you have to go through challenges and struggles in your life to appreciate the outcome and the happiness that you have, I think you have to go through that. I think these people that say that they've never had challenges and they've never failed and they've never gone through any of these things, I feel like they don't genuinely view it that way. I think it's it's a warped way of viewing things. I That's think right. you have to view things in a positive light and generate your own positivity because when you do that other people feed off of it but when you do that eventually it just becomes a habit for you and then eventually you're just like oh man you know this is so much easier i'm just gonna have a great day and be you know whoopee ho go lucky you know like i'm super cheerleading all the time that's just my personality 
kind of thing but i think it, it's a mindset thing for me because i wasn't always you know no i but i lied i've always been this way <laughs> but i mean i think it's it's a mindset shift that you have to do yeah i think your whole mind and a lot of it stems from being comfortable and content with who you are as a person i think then that generates happiness and going through all that because i mean i have failed and i have struggled and i have done all these things Mm-hmm. that I have done and that you know some of them are harder for me than others and I'm just like oh man like should I continue should I keep doing this and it makes me question a bunch of things but then once I come out of that one I'm a stronger person but two I feel like I'm a happier person because I've done all these things and I've overcome all these things but it's a, a different kind of happiness it's a well-rounded happiness for me I guess if that makes sense. I, I think what happens is you you go through w- somewhat of an enlightenment, right? You become aware of things that you weren't aware of before. If if we have to live with being broke and we have to live like in a tent for a month, right? Then we're gonna always be thinking about our our house that we live in one day, right? We're gonna appreciate it because we've we're aware of it now more so than before, right? Right. Some people they live in a house and they don't even. Yeah, they're aware that it's there, but they're not aware that they should appreciate it. And it's, it's, you I know. think people get blinded and take things for granted and not appreciate things like that. And it's not their fault. I feel like a lot of that is society. A lot of it we feed from society. If society says you need to have this, you need to keep up with these people, and you need to do all these things to maintain an image or a status quo or whatever, they're not constantly putting oh just be happy just be happy with what you have and be content don't compare yourself don't do things like that i think a lot of it's like stems from society and social media which you know i love social media that's what i do but there is a downfall to it and that is that is a downfall is it manipulates people's minds and i think it's not manipulating in a good way and manipulation should never be done but i i wouldn't call it manipulation but it is one thing that really uh i grinds my gears about society you know it's we, it's it's a side effect of capitalism, right? So we we all want to build businesses, sell things, and the idea of acquiring more capital, right? Saving up to buy a house, pulling out a loan to buy a car, or whatever right. it is. You're, you're, it's about acquiring things, and the the idea behind it is the more things you have, the more happy happiness is just a side effect. Right, but right? reality is it's just feeling a void. You have to fill your own void before you can have stuff fill it. Well, that's correct, but at the same time, there's a, there's a link between happiness and money. I would say that money makes you satisfied, and you can increase your satisfaction in life, but sa- you, can, you can be unsatisfied and still be happy. Like, I can be hungry and still be in a good mood, right? I can be unsatisfied in my belly, and be in my belly and be satisfied in yeah, my mind. Yeah, and I mean I I agree with that, but at this Isn't that called dieting? It is called dieting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yes. Yeah. But I I also think that moneyness it makes things easier, yes, but I don't think it makes you happier. I think it makes it easier for you to obtain certain things and where you don't have to try as hard and you don't have to put in as much work and effort and grind. And I there is some truth to that, yes, but I feel like, and I like the quote that you had said, you know, homeless man can be just as happy as a rich man. And I mm-hmm. love that because it resonates with me so much where it's, I don't have to have all of these things in life. I mean, there are some things I like to have, but it's not necessary for me to have. And I'm still happy. I still have, you know, I'm still happy with who I am. I'm happy where I'm at in life. I'm happy. And it's more than just being content. And I think having money and it makes it easier 
to accomplish things and stuff, I think in a part takes away a happiness because you get happiness and and being satisfied and stuff from working hard and overcoming obstacles and doing that. And I think that that kind of leads to happiness. Yeah, for I agree. Me. I mean, I'm different, but I, I agree. I think I think awareness of those things is important. I think uh, it's it's like I started off. You know, it's it's the bridge between the inside and the outside. What's going on in your head and outside of your head. Right. And if you're not aware of it, you can't appreciate it. It won't bring you happiness. And I, I think, you know, when you, when you lose awareness, let's say you become distracted about something, you lose so much creativity, intelligence, and just like you're, you, you lose so much. You lose a part of who you are. Yeah. And so if we, if we go into every day just being aware of every little thing, right, if you can feel the, that nasty, humid air on your skin and the sun burning it, right, it, it sucks. But you appreciate, suck, you appreciate yeah. being alive, right? It's, there's so much more to it than that. You appreciate the dog jumping on our couch and all that I love bullshit. That. that makes me happy. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, I think, I think well, that's why when in meditation, one of the things they really do is, is breathing, focusing on your breathing, right? Breathing is one of those things. It's, it's, it's very similar to your emotion. You can focus on your breathing and control it, or you can just not focus on it and your body will take over. Your emotions do the same thing. You can either not control them or let them let them just drive it yourself, right? So by focusing on breathing, you can focus on happiness. Yeah, and that, go- that goes by to, back to a whole mindset thing. Well, we've all heard of July 4th fireworks shows. Everyone, I believe, has attended those. What if we could attend meteor showers, and that could be a possibility coming by 2020. So find out who claims to be able to create meteor showers on command. This is Take Two. With Jamie and Amy, their names rhyme. How cute. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market better than the back of his hand? John Wilkinson can help answer questions related to obtaining a mortgage lender up to finding and securing the best home for you. John will take your best interests as his own and provide valuable property and neighborhood information that is important to your family. Call John at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to start looking for your new home. How's this weekend for you? Simply contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens, the real estate agent invested in you. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima State Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima State Company is your perfect getaway. Kima State Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori. Why are you saying it like that? Copy. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori. Seriously? Copy. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, equal housing lender. Lori. Oh, for God's sake. Are you an athlete, a former athlete, or someone who just likes to stay in shape? Do you suffer with muscle aches or joint pain and are tired of pills and creams that don't seem to work? 
iCryo Cryotherapy's full body treatments and spot treatments can help you heal faster, feel better, and it's all natural. So there's no age limit, and the best thing, it's affordable. Cryotherapy helps your body to heal from the inside out. Go to iCryo.com today to find a location near you. iCryo will help you give pain the cold shoulder. Back to Jamie and Amy. Take two. Live from the ACU of Texas Studios on Final Draft Radio. Meteor showers. So Japan is claiming that by 2020, they will be able to create artificial meteor showers on command by launching two satellites into space that have these particles that when they come down, or capsules, I guess is a better way, and when they come down and they hit the Earth's atmosphere, they light up in different colors. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's like fireworks. That's interesting. So so Yeah, but it's supposed to like mimic a meteor shower. Okay. But they can create colors and do different things like that. And they're saying that by 2020 they're going to be able to do it. That's cool. That would be awesome. Now, would you if 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 let's say 20 years from now after this is a a cool thing, instead of fireworks for 4th of July, you think they'll have a meteor shower for 4th of July? That would be awesome. The entire the entire nation could watch this one meteor shower and we wouldn't have to have fireworks everywhere. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. That would be awesome. The fact that they're claiming that they can do that and the whole like concept behind it and they've created it and it's a reality, that's mind-blowing for me. I love hearing stories like this. I yeah. think that's awesome. But there's something really cool. I like history and ancient ruins and things like that. So there was an earthquake that happened in Mexico like – Uh, 45 miles outside of Mexico City back in September. Well, that earthquake revealed an ancient ruined temple. Wow. And it was inside of another temple. And it's helping the archaeologists in Mexico kind of set a timeline for uh, the Teropan Laco. I probably butchered that name. But their tribe that they create that created these temples they're dating them back to like 1150 AD. That's crazy. And this temple is going to be the oldest one that they found, and it's helping them set up their timeline of when these temples were created and what all was going on in that time frame. I love hearing things like this, and I would love to go and see that. Like that's those are on my bucket list to go see the Mayan ruins and the Seven Wonders of the World. I would love to go and see that. This would be awesome. And the fact that there's, it just brings to mind like when an earthquake happens, what it like reveals and unearths and stuff there's got to be so much stuff under that you can see yeah not that i'm saying earthquakes should happen more often but this is pretty cool yeah i think 200 people died to find this thing okay you know <laughs> ah, yeah anyways no i mean sad. it's still it's still fantastic i think i, I think it, it's awesome that they found this and to go and see that and then it's helping set up like a whole timeline yeah the whole history of north america and south america before before like European exploration happened is so interesting. I mean, Native Americans had a society out here before we showed up. I know, so. and it was amazing. The things that they built, just the like the temples and stuff like that, really fascinate me. Like the pyramids in Egypt, those things fascinate me. And the fact that an earthquake, I mean, it was a pretty big one. I think it was like a seven point one or seven point five earthquake, revealed this. 
mm-hmm. is amazing. And it's inside of another like structure, which is to yeah. me awesome. I love things like this. Like I'm like, oh, I need to go see it. I want to like read more about it. That's where you catch me reading is on things like that. Um, there's a blockbuster left in America. I just heard this and I love it. I remember going to Blockbuster and renting video games and yeah. movies and getting the popcorn there and the the candy and it was the whole feel like, oh, Friday night, we're gonna go to Blockbuster and get a movie, and we're gonna watch it. It was the whole feeling behind it. There is one left in America. Yeah, the last two just yes. or not the last two, the second to last two just closed in Alaska, leaving this one behind. Yes, it is in Bend, Oregon. Yeah. And the reason that they said that it's still going is because it's an old school kind of like retirement community. So it's not very digital. So people come in to rent the movies and stuff like that. And that's how they're staying in business. We need to go and visit this blockbuster. Yeah, I like the concept of it because, you know, when you go buy video games, right? If you if you were to buy video games on the Internet. We don't have to. There's Gamefly. You can rent them. Yeah, you rent them. But you don't really other than what you read on the Internet, you don't know much about the game. But if you go to GameStop, right? Oh, you, no, that's not true. There's trailers you can watch. There's You can like watch beta testers and them testing it. There's a whole thing. You can watch people compete on Twitch on online video games. I all mean, right, come all on. Right, all right, but, but in my daddy's generation, you would go to GameStop and you would talk to the dude about the You still have to game. go to GameStop. It's just not as popular. But, but you, would, you would talk to him and he'd be like, you know, I'm into, I'm into shooting people when I play video games. And he would be like, all right, here's 10 games you might like. <laughs> that sounded you bad. You're into shooting. That sounded bad. I'm just saying, you know, let's say I'm like a teenage <laughs> girl and I just want to play these kind of things. So it, it's cool. You can go in and talk to somebody who knows about these things and knows more about them than you probably has played them before. You can recommend things. Right. So when you go to Blockbuster, it's the same thing. You, you, you tell them like, I'm in the mood for I'm in the mood for a romantic documentary, and he'll be like, "Oh, we got one of those somewhere." That's never you. That's never me. That's never you. I remember it's always I'm, like I'm a sci-fi, teenage girl. Like <laughs> sci-fi movies, or like I don't know some history thing. That's not interesting. Like your historyness is not interesting. It's like depressing stuff. History it's, sucks. It's no. It's like you watch the depressing history. You don't watch good stuff. You don't watch like Ancient Aliens, which is an awesome show. It's not history. That is not history. Get I out love of here. that show. History sucks because people die. But But you watch like oh, I can't but I have it's to watch It's good happy because things. they died so we can be here. No. No. So UH, which Joshua is attending. Go Cougs. Yes. They had an anonymous donor donate three million dollars recently for their UH uh, School of Medicine. Their first graduating class is in 2020, and an anonymous donor donated $3 million and paid off all of their tuition. That's amazing. So That is awesome to be able to do that and to give back to your community in that way, and those kids don't have any debt. Yeah. That's awesome. So they were saying the average debt for someone going through this school is $100,000. So, so $100,000 for 30 of these students is going to be $3 million, and it's crazy $3 million is only that much, but... Uh, you know, when I first heard about UH opening their medical school, I was I was I was a little sad because parking already sucks at UH, and I didn't want more more people there. I wanted people to leave at least till I graduated. And uh, but you know, in, in Houston, I think I, I read somewhere Houston has they're like the second to worst when it comes to the ratio of physicians to to people, and so like like regular doctors that you just go see when you're sick so the fact that we have someone at home in-house making making more doctors and putting them out is amazing i mean i think they said something about 
making a 50% to where 50% of those students are going to be focused on, uh, what is it called, like just, just general practice doctors. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... General it's, medicine? It's, I think we're 48th. Houston is like a four, or no, Texas is 48th out of 50 in worst ratio. So oh, wow. it's something we, we've needed for a long time. I just think it's amazing. I mean, that that's amazing, but I think it's amazing that someone just donated it and they don't even want credit for it, which I love the fact of not getting credit because I think that defeats the purpose of donating to begin with. Well, you could get a name. You could so get a building you know after that your I name, did it. Like the Josh building. No, I don't. <laughs> no. No. Well, thank you for being my co-host today. Of course. I appreciate it. It was a great conversation. I, I hope learned so much it. from you. And I loved it. So join me. Jamie will be back next Friday. So join me and take two and find out what we have. We're going to have some interesting things to talk about. Stay tuned because Thrive Live with Amy is coming up next.